Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. Hosted by service-centric, people-first, UK technology consultancy, Chrome Technologies. Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. I'm Sam Major, commercial director for Chrome Technologies. On this episode, we talk about managed soft services, the advancement in cyber threat, and how to mitigate that threat and protect your organisation. I'm fortunate enough to be joined by my business partner, Rupert Mills. Hi, Sam. Our technical director, the one only Ben Randall. Hi, Sam. And security expert, Paul Edwards. Hi, Sam. Cool. So I'll start with you, Rupert. I'll direct to you. We've also been offering managed service to our clients since 2017. Which yep. I believe that makes five, five years now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, offering a range of you know, patching, security updates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in the face of this increase that we've seen in, in, in cyber threat and people's threat landscapes expanding as we move to more remote working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we've kind of galvanized our offering and of, of, with Paul's help in developing it, kind of brought to the fore a more mature uh, SOC offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we dive into, I guess, the, the products we've, we're working with and how we're doing that, just for our audience, it'd be great to kind of cover off first, I guess, one of the buzzwords we're hearing. What's the difference between a managed SOC and then the buzzword piece, MDR? Okay, so a managed SOC, Security Operations Center, um, and MDR, Managed Detection and Response, they're very, very similar in terms of what mm-hmm. they do. Um, a managed SOC will tend to monitor, alert on, um, check performance of your environment and then the security of your environment. MDR is then adding a response layer to that. Often you find that's included in a SOC, so the lines between the two is very, very blurred. Um, But the the managed detection response piece is basically that whole detection piece that you do in a SOC and then providing a response. The challenge with that really is that the response and what that response is. Some products will provide an AI-based automated response. Mm -hmm. Some vendors will notify your IT team that there, there is a threat taking place or something happens, and it's a question of, timelines for those to happen, Mm -hmm. what's the best way to react to a threat, and actually are those people going to be able to do anything within your environment in the event of a a threat taking place. Yeah, Uh, that's a pretty interesting point because we've talked, and we've talked off camera about this many times, we've been constructing the SOC around having that that human involvement in the cyber threat and cyber threat response, and we know, and we won't know names, but there are offerings out there that are MDR, which you've just alluded to, that if they find anomalous behaviours going on in your environment, you might get an email at three in the morning or, or, or you know, a phone call to say yeah. there's a problem, which <clears throat> is better than not knowing, but doesn't necessarily give you everything you'd expect at a point in time where something bad is happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ben and I had one um, with a particular vendor, which one of our clients worked with. I won't mention the client or the vendor, um, but... They were genius because they'd phone up and say, yeah, we've seen some behavior in your environment. This is happening, this is happening. And they'd send through the logs and, oh, that was three weeks ago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> marvelous. What are we going to do with that now? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a, bit, a bit late. So, um, but yeah, there's there's all sorts of things like the, that. Yeah, the, the, the timing of the response has to it has to be a timely response is yeah. what I'm trying to, say, you're trying to say there. And um, also it needs to be, depending on the what you've, you know, as you say, there's a, there's a whole range of, what are you buying, and obviously what you need to pay for? Whether you're, you know the, the the extent of that human involvement, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're all looking now at uh, kind of cloud-based um, software as a service kind of platform for this type of work, so that you can put the computing to break down those millions of logs that you receive every day. Yeah, there's no way a human's going to do that part. 
Yeah, uh, just get overloaded completely. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then it's, it's passing, it's, it's filtering that down using other technologies, which we'll go into, but, um, and then providing that, that human response to it. And then the, the final, you know, what, what extent, what, what is the response to the, to the client? Yeah. You know, is it going to be a phone call? Is it going to be an email? Mm. Yeah. Or, yeah, or is it going to be actually stepping in and, and, and working on the system to try and resolve the issue? Yeah, and I think the important thing is actually it can be a blend of all of those. It can be threshold-based to say, okay, if it's something like this, then no one wants to be woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning. If it's hitting this level, then you can let the AI deal with it. If it's hitting this level, then you need to be waking yourself up and dealing with it or waking the client up or whatever it might be. And, and those sorts of things need to be dealt with immediately. Um, and so you've got differing levels of threat and different levels of protection there. That yeah. The tooling is one thing, but actually having the business process in place to deal with it is, is just as important. Yeah. Okay. Um, just kind of, I guess, going back to your point there, and we can get into some of the, the deeper level, but what I hear from this is the level of alerting that some of these tools kick out mm. and, and the fact that people, some people very successfully have, have built their own sock. Some people have invested in tools, kind of partly taken that step and then mm -hmm. get a barrage of alerts. And you get that, we've talked about monitoring tools before, and you get that red light fatigue. Yep. It was almost too much to deal with, so it just doesn't get dealt with. And there's an obvious danger there. Of, uh, and clearly, as an MSSP, we're talking about outsourcing that and, and leaning on someone like us to take that pressure off. But it's a real pressure, right? There's a lot. These tools can kick out a hell of a lot of noise. Yeah. Yeah. That thresholding point that we were talking about just a minute ago is, okay, if you get 100,000 alerts in a day, how are you going to deal with that? If actually 100,000 of those alerts have got a severity of, let's say, 2 out of 100, mm -hmm. and 2 of them are 98 out of 100, you need to be able to pick the noise out of that and say, those are the two I need to respond to. So the tooling and the correct automation within the tooling is vitally important to deal with that. But then having the people dealing with that bit at the very top, yeah. because often the tooling will point something out, but you need to be able to say, now someone needs to deal with that. And quite often looking at the threats and saying that that one ties to this one over here. So we're seeing the same activity in two locations or mm -hmm. we're seeing two pieces of activity in two different areas of our environment that tie together. And that's where the, the, the AI helps, yep. but the human interaction with that and then the decision-making ability of a human mm -hmm. to, to work out what to do about it is where it comes in. And that's, and, the, that's the difference. And there's this, the, the kind of a, the, the threshold uh, limited. We've obviously looked at a few different tools, uh, and we can go into what we've settled on in, in a moment. But it's the uh, the intelligence, and it's not called it AI. It's more machine learning to actually help you filter that out. There's obviously differences yeah. in the in the abilities of certain tools rather than others. Um, but then there is the we have to step in as the owner of the tool and actually, like you say, put two and two together because otherwise we'll get anomalous results mm. a fair amount of the time, right? Yep. And, and that's that's the MDR piece, back to what you were saying earlier. The, the R on the MDR of managed detection response is that actually, what is that response? Because if if your response is to tell the customer they need to look at something, mm. then actually you can be far less selective about that because you can say to them, okay, there's five things you need to look at today. Yeah. Whereas actually, if your response is, let's go and deal with the cyber threats properly, you need to work out, is it real cyber threat? What's happening here? And be, be very... Um, very precise about how you deal with that action because you're taking responsibility for the security of someone's environment. Yeah, that's important. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to drag you into this now, Paul. <laughs> um, I think it's probably just worth talking a little bit about some of the, the the I guess some of the work we went through in in building out our own sock, some of the thought process that we've had uh, and the tools that we're working with, touching on 
obviously some of the, the red light fatigue and, and, and the capability of, of some of the tools and, and what guess why we've settled on the tooling we've settled on uh, and why we're willing to put our flag in the sand and stand by that. Yes. So you want to make sure you're, you're focusing the, the human element of the response in the right places if you're getting you know, hundreds of thousands of logs um, you know, a day, a week, whatever it may be. Um, there's no way you're going to be able to deal with that. So using machine learning tools um, as your Sentinel uh, dark trace um, allows you to filter out uh, some of those response or some of those alerts that can be um, dealt with automatically um, or alerts that are, are just part of normal day-to-day business activity, false positives. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, if you can use tools like that to, to take some of that workload off the, the, the SOC team, mm-hmm. um, they can focus their resource in the right place and deal with the alerts that genuinely do need a, a human response to, to investigate. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's very important, as you're saying, about machine learning. It's not just a generic one-size-fits-all for all companies on detecting that kind of you know, threats because every company is different. You find that some companies might visit some really unusual websites for you know, design-type yeah. stuff with a real minority uh, sites which other companies would never touch. And so mm-hmm. when that, that comes along, it's, it's, you know, there's, a certain, there's a certain time you need to let those systems run and learn what's normal for that company. Mm-hmm. And then what we want to know is when that changes, when something else happens that just doesn't fit in with that. You know, every, every company has their own ways and every industry has their own different patterns. Mm-hmm. And so that is absolutely essential. You can't really just make a cookie cutter which will work yeah. for that out of the box. It relies on that, that AI or machine learning mm. uh, technology which is in there. Yeah, the user behavior and analytics mm. piece in there that's vitally important of actually this person normally logs on from here yeah. and normally logs on at this time of day. And now they're logging in from a completely different continent in a yeah. time that's impossible for them to have travelled from here to data. there, mm. downloading lots of data or those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, as you say, the machine learning mm. stroke AI. That equally, those kind of, that kind of behaviour where the user appears somewhere else rapidly can actually be benign because they've logged on via a VPN or something yeah. like that, and they've appeared yeah. somewhere else. And yeah. that's where a little bit yep. of the human element, because we get that alert and say, "Well, that's unusual." Well, they look at it. Oh, yeah, but they're on holiday in the Maldives, and and they've yeah. been VPNed in earlier, so they travelled across the globe yeah. in a moment. Yeah. So, but that's okay. Or actually, as we saw in testing and building the SOC, we saw some alerting from people using, and again, bad bad security practice, but it's good to good to observe these things of actually someone using their security credentials in some Azure, um, in some Azure services, which were located in the US. So they're showing up as log- logging on in the UK and in the US at the same time. And you think, okay, that's a valid alert. And then you yeah. look at what's going on and actually, no, don't shut the entire company down because what they've done is put their credentials into Power BI in the States somewhere and we need to, to fix that and say, no, dude, let's use a service account. Um, but those sorts of things. And, and that's where the, the human element of it can, yeah. can come in. I mean, yeah. we had one a little while ago where we had a client with a particular one of their users, all of a sudden there was a, uh, a, a lot of noise from various different security services within different parts of their organization saying, you need to deal with this, You'll be, you're under attack from, um, from Switzerland. Yeah. And going through the details of those logs, it transpired that basically what they scene tool had picked up was that some malicious IPs were being used coming into their network. When we went and looked at the the detail of that, it was actually one malicious IP, theoretically, from Swisscom, who's the um, the home ISP in Switzerland, mm-hmm. uh, the, the equivalent of BT Internet yeah. or whatever, um, 
and that was one user had logged in once successfully via VPN through the firewall using multi-factor authentication, etc. Then we checked out and that user was in Switzerland at the time. And what happened is that IP had, had appeared on a blacklist okay, from a yeah. few weeks previous where someone else in Switzerland had got it as their home internet IP address had been using that IP maliciously, but the blacklist was old and stale. Yeah. And there was a, a lot of red flags raised all of a sudden as this. But so actually, why? when you dig into the behavior and you find actually it's it's not multiple attacks or multiple mm. attempts to authenticate. It's one successful authentica authentication using multi-factor authentication as well. Yeah. And then going back and finding out that that user is in Switzerland in that location at the moment. Right, let's not shut down the global network. Let's <laughs> do that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting the level of information that we can now get out of the source. You can, you can quickly pinpoint that that's a, essentially it's a non-event. It's yeah. good to know because it could have been something. Yeah. It'd be good if we could peel the onion slightly, because, and you'll find this very really difficult, but talk to me as if I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> looking at the technologies we use, what does what in the stack that we've put together? So we're talking about being able to spot different things. We're, you mentioned, you know, we, we use Darktrace as our, as our machine learning element of our solution and Sentinel, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be good just to talk about how, how we use that, what each part is doing, and then how do we take feeds from our clients and make sense of that for them? Sure. I think before we dive into that, I think it's important to say, so the, the SOC service is going to use Darktrace mm -hmm. as a investigatory tool or an yeah. analysis tool, uh, as a protection tool as well. Um, then with Azure Sentinel sat on top of that. But we're also taking feeds from all of the other managed security services we provide for a yeah. client or services they have if we're not providing those. So, yeah. for example, we provide most of our clients with Palo Alto firewalls um, and we will take feeds from those firewalls. So you're looking at the various different threat vectors. What's the endpoint protection on the workstations? Take a feed from that. So the Sentinel piece that Paul's been working on mm -hmm. takes feeds from all of those different sources. Yeah. Um, but actually, the, the specifics two applications to the SOC service are Darktrace and Sentinel. Yeah. Um, so, but we yeah. can, yeah. No, yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is we, we know there's the, almost a core element that, that we have to have. Obviously, we can take feeds from, yeah. let's say, our preferred vendors, like of Power and whatnot, but if Checkpoint, Fortinet, whatever it might be, we can obviously take data and information and logs from all of those. But it'd just be good to understand from the tools that we've selected, I guess, what is each one bringing to the table? So Darktrace is uh, sitting in on the on the network, looking at the network traffic, so unusual patterns of, of behavior. Mm -hmm. um, it might also spot things like a file called passwords.xls uh, sitting on the network Never. that's, that, that's yeah, being, <laughs> being used. This may have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen that in, in quite a few places, um, people bypassing you know, company process yeah. and, and, and storing their own um, passwords where they shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, unusual patterns of behavior. So uh, for example, if a user typically, you know, doesn't have much internet traffic, and then suddenly there's a lot of internet traffic yeah. um, emerging from their machine. It will it will flag that as as an unusual um, mm -hmm. unusual behaviour, and you can investigate it. Um, it might turn out to be you know uh, completely benign. Uh, OneDrive, for example, um, yeah. new laptop setting up OneDrive, it's syncing files, um, or it might turn out to be something else that actually does need a, a you know a response uh, that they're doing you know uploading to their personal Dropbox, something like that. So that will be looking at at network uh, level traffic, um, but as as Rupert said, we're also taking logs into Sentinel from from Paolo, from other platforms, antivirus software, um, other firewalls, and we're able to to run some logics and correlation on those. So, um, in in the example that, that Rupert gave, 
we can see that the user has logged into the VPN on the, on the Paolo, um, but they also used MFA through through Azure. So we can we can provide some context around yeah, yeah. not just receiving an alert that they've logged in from a malicious IP or a, an IP that has been associated with malicious activity mm -hmm. in the past. We can actually get some more information around that that alert and. And based on that, we can then say, actually, no, this is a this is genuine, or this is malicious. It's interesting, obviously, it helps you give context to the decisions that we're making there. For the benefit of the audience, can you talk more about, I guess, uh, our deployments? So, how we have to deploy this out to a, to a client's network to give us some of the benefits we're talking about? Yep. So, it's a, it's a physical appliance that will be um, deployed within a, a customer's office or data center. Um, there'll be a, a, a port configured on the switch to essentially mirror the um, all the traffic that is that goes through uh, through it, mm -hmm. and from that, then it gets visibility into the, the entire network. So we're not just talking, um, you know, corporate devices that have an agent installed on them. It's it's any traffic, any device. So you know, someone external comes in, finds a free network port that um, they can okay. patch into. It will see that. Um, it's, it's not dependent on, on you having to, to install anything. So it will find anything that gets plugged in, it will find it. If there's an IP address, it will it, find it and report back essentially. Yeah, it will see that, it will see that traffic, whether it reports back will depend on what that device is, yeah. it is doing. Um, if it's malicious, yeah, it will, it will spot it and, and, um, it will alert you depending on what thresholds you set. So with Dark Trace, you can score each threat or event is, is scored, each mm -hmm. model breach is scored between um, zero and 100, mm -hmm. 100 being the most severe. Yeah. Uh, and you can choose when you want to be either notified or when you want Dark Trace to actually automate a, a response. So it can uh, send TCP reset packets, it can, it can stop uh, or, or certainly block that temporarily uh, mm -hmm. until you have a chance to investigate and, and actually Make a decision what you want to do with it, um, but yeah, it can it can take that first step at three a.m. in the morning and actually just stop that traffic dead. Okay, so we couple that with kind of I guess what we do with that tool. So something like that, we can it will see an anomalous behaviour. It can eclipse a threshold. It will then stop it, and then our guys will be looking at that going, okay, threat or no threat type decision, and then we yeah. can manage that. And then there'll be the reporting we provide to our customers. I guess an instant report or, or the stuff we can publish in Power BI so they can see what's happened yeah. whilst they've been calmly tucked up in their beds overnight. Absolutely. I mean, the dark trace will feed into Sentinel yeah. and, and via that we can, as I say, we can produce Power BI reports so we can get the number. It's not just like, oh, everything's okay, don't worry about yeah. it. You will actually yeah. get, oh, it stopped these many things yeah. automatically. Yeah. We did this many things manually, you know, that escalated mm. and, and you know, had these many P1 issues or potential P1 issues. So, so yeah, we could pull that that whole business intelligence um, into, into part of the service. Pulling the reporting at a Sentinel level gives you the reporting from all the products you're feeding into it as well, not just the dark mm -hmm. space. So you get the full reporting across your entire state of mm -hmm. this is what we're seeing from a security threat landscape. Yeah, so essentially with uh, with Sentinel, we, it's, it's basically a slightly more clever or a more clever version of a seam. So we can actually feed data from the switches, from the firewalls, mm -hmm. uh, from dark trace, from other um, security. Active uh, Directory, Azure yeah, yeah. AD, all exactly. those sorts of things. So, all, so you can correlate as Paul was saying the events. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much anything you can export logs from, commonly syslog, but anything mm. you can you can integrate with or get logs from, you can feed into a SIEM mm. product. Okay. It's the work that they've done at the back end that then tells yeah. you whether or not you need to pay attention to those logs. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so briefly, I want to cover, and I know we're getting on for time on this one, but actually how we're structuring our team. Clearly, this is a 24 by 7 operation as it has to be. Yeah, so there is a 24-7 uh, aspect to this. Um, obviously, we would work on 
you know, on an automated response in the, you know, in the middle of the night, automated response for really serious items, um, but also that would be escalated to a person who would then respond and, and if, if deemed necessary, obviously under terms of the rules of engagement with mm -hmm. the client, um, they, they may be waking someone up, but it depends how much autonomy we're given yeah. to that, depending on the scale of the client. And what That's the threat. threat. Yeah, exactly. Accepted. How serious it is, yeah. how, how, uh, what, you know, what technical level the all contact actually is, you know, on some smaller clients, they may not be very technical. So yeah. they might want to know, but it's probably not going to influence many decisions, but, yeah. uh, you know, on the, on the more technically able ones, then they may want to be involved. So yeah, that's depends on the, on the agreement with the client. Yeah, it's an onboarding process with each client of, okay, what are the thresholds? Where do you want to be involved? Where do you want us to deal with it? Mm. And, and part of the security services that we provide at the moment, if we're already managing that asset, say the firewalls, for example, yeah. Yeah. and there's a response needed in the firewalls, we'll deal with it and then report to the client later. Okay. Later being, do you want to be woken up at two in the morning? Exactly, or do, you yeah. want to be woken, do you want to be told at nine? <laughs> yes. And that's generally, when we've been talking to clients, generally threshold-based. Yeah. If the entire of my network's being attacked and I need to do something about it, and, and please let me know. Please let me know now. <laughs> if there's something that you've dealt with and it was a relatively low issue, then tell me. Tell me at nine o'clock when I'm in the office. Absolutely. Okay. So, I guess not in summary, but I guess one last interesting one to hit you with. We spent an awful lot of time, uh, and people can't see, but there's a large whiteboard over there. We spent a lot of time writing a lot of stuff down about how we're going to do this and how we make it different, etc. I personally think we've got a service which goes over and above what's what's available from other vendors, other resellers out there, etc. It would be good, rather than the salesperson room telling everyone that, to get from your uh, positions, your opinions, what are we doing that, that is that bit extra? So we can respond, essentially. If we manage the firewalls, we can log on to those, we can interpret the logs, we can, uh, we can change the policies if the client allows us to, um, to remediate whatever the threat mm. is. Um, it's not just a call, it's not just an email at, at 3 a.m. in the morning saying you've got a problem. It's, it might be if they want that, um, but it might also be a call at 9 a.m. saying, hey, this happened in the night, we dealt with it, it's resolved. It's, it's that human response yeah. beyond beyond just an automated mm. machine learning system responding to something and stopping something. It's the escalation to an actual qualified senior tech who, who understands what that means and is able to filter that, just that, that final human element, yeah. and then to actually remediate rather than just respond in terms of notification. Yeah, the remediation piece is the, yeah. is the key differentiator for us. Is there are a bunch of people out there who will do the, the manual response as well, and they'll go and triage it and look at it and, and come back to the customer and say, you have something to deal with here. But well, we have a number of customers who have that sort of service who are getting fatigued with it and saying, actually, I get this, and yeah. there's one of me, and I have to deal with it at whatever hour of the night it is or whatever, or there's three people in my team and we, we don't have the capacity to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And the remediation piece of being able to say, something happened and either by AI we remediated it or dealt with it and shut yep. it down immediately. So your your people coming in to attack you with some sort of ransomware attack, it was shut down straight away. Mm -hmm. Or alternatively, yeah, actually this was something needed a bit more um, analysis, such as people in Switzerland, mm -hmm. um, but we did that analysis for you and we're able to make an educated decision yep. based on the agreed thresholds of response with you and, guys. And by, as you said, someone qualified and experienced enough to make yeah. those decisions. The idea being really, I think, that the, an IT manager who's buying this service will be able to actually sleep at night. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the end game, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. There you go. And uh, the, the bit you touched on there, I think, is, is the most important piece. As all this 
the cyber threats get more sophisticated, intelligent, etc. It's that time piece. It's how quickly if something mm -hmm. happens that you, we respond to that and actually deal with it right then, not a few hours later because an awful yeah. lot of damage can happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not, not, not on Monday after it's been no. attacking you all weekend. Yeah, or three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Time By the way, <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. It's very interesting. You're welcome. Thank, thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Chromecast. Check it out. If you'd like to cover a future episodes, then please leave that in the comment section below. And like, subscribe, and share. And join us again on Chromecast. Check it out. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For more information or to speak to Chrome, visit www.chrome.co.uk, spelled K-R-O-M-E. That's chrome.co.uk.